Welcome to the Alpha Dude Podcast with Michael Pulser. What would it be like if you knew that you were unstoppable and you could live life on your terms? Better yet, how good would it feel knowing that on your deathbed, you had fulfilled all your potential and more? Life on Earth has a beginning and an end. It's what you do in the middle that counts. Let's look at how to make that part even better. Ecclesiastes 3.1 To everything, there is a season. It may sound like a contradiction to life being a fight, but adherence to the principles of seasons is a massive distinction. In fact, while raising my son, this is a principle that we continually go back to. The fact that there is a time to work hard, to train, to work towards great achievements and sacrifice in general is imperative. Equally important is the need to have downtime, holidays, time doing things with the family that on its face is not productive, resting, perhaps playing some video games or watching MTV. None of these things are bad on their own, except when a disproportionate amount of time is dedicated to these things. Knowing that the season of intense focus and work will yield results, followed by a season of rest, means that we can continue to work towards our dreams while not being burnt out. But then, life is a fight. How can we rest during a fight? Let's add on one more distinction. Life is simply the distinction from inorganic matter. The fight component applies to the organic matter, also known as you, thereby making the analogy more about you as a fighter rather than life as a fight. Here we can see that one is able to rest for a season and fight in another, much like a soldier does. There is a time and a place for everything, and if these get confused, everything gets distorted. Pain, suffering, negative experiences... Deal with them on your terms at allocated times, but deal with them or they will come up in your cognitive processes at the wrong times. Enjoy the wonders of life. Try to have the gratitude in a low background setting most of the time. Try to amp up being ecstatic all the time and you will risk feeling the opposite. I knew someone who was making major progress working through extreme psychological distress. Then, Just as they were about to make steps forward, it all came to a halt. Tears welled up and they went into a well-rehearsed pattern of distress, totally unrelated to the subject. Discussions ensued about self-sabotage, but they didn't stop there. Each of the issues needed to be addressed, but at a time that suits the individual. Don't let it suit the problem. Make it suit you. Find the time, find the place, and give everything the attention it deserves. This means when it's time to get up and go, always give 100%, unless if you're donating blood. A quick pointer on something that I mentioned in a previous podcast. Welcome to my universe is simply a mindset that infers that you are in control of what you do. You no longer have to have a cop out and say that you're like this because of your background, experience or misfortunes. By taking this into account, you are in an extremely powerful position where you can largely dictate how your life will turn out. Welcome to my universe. It's not a narcissistic way of demonstrating your superiority, nor is it claiming actual ownership to the physical world in which we exist. This would only lead to disappointment. 
Instead, the real unlimited universe is within you and your ability to conceive whatever you have in your mind and build it in the actual universe is the fulfilling challenge being offered. Being intentional in the process means that when we take our last breath, we do so knowing the comfort of knowing we have no regrets and we leave behind a legacy. Remember the old professor standing in front of the class, telling students what to do with zero interaction. The old way of teaching is didactic, and the new way is interactive with more hands-on. The hands-on approach is excellent and especially important for people to develop deep understanding. Although didactic teaching has its place by telling people the specific answers to specific questions, the individual is then able to look for further answers on their own. The difference between the learners is that one is looking for answers while the other one has those answers and is looking deeper. This next part will be about the answers so that you can start to look deeper. By being equipped with the basics, the characteristics can be internalized and reinforced by results seen by applying these basics. Aristotle said, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act but a habit. Well, actually, it was Will Durant's summary of Aristotle's view. But nonetheless, realizing that your life is primarily the result of habits, it's empowering. No longer controlled by the stories we habitually tell ourselves, we can create the life we wish through simply changing habits. Changing a habit is simply a process of finding what you deeply want, assessing the road to get there, and if it's worthwhile, is the juice worth the squeeze? Then basically putting yourself into that place. Put it in your life as a permanent fixture. The weeks will pass and the new habit will form. Just be sure to review your progress because habits are only as good as the results they yield. There are two types of habits you should be attaining, powerful ones and fun ones. The fun ones are so much fun that you could call it pleasure planning. I utilize this in my week as a reward for all the hard work that I do. For example, Wednesday is hump day. It's the middle of the week. It's a slump day, right? Well, what could you do to reverse it? I found that by having my wife cook me the ultimate meal, I would look forward to Wednesday. Now, I'm not sure if you have your own version, but mine is a big T-bone steak, piles of chips, and at least two cans of Pepsi Max. And during this time, I get time alone in front of the big screen TV, watching something on Netflix. The taste is so great. The steak is so big. It takes me an hour to eat. Obviously, I eat way better than this during the rest of the week, but that's what makes Wednesday so much fun. So the fun habits do not need any more clarification. You can work out your own. The powerful ones are essentially digesting the alpha dude system and making it habitual changes amongst other things. Now, throughout the alpha dude system, you will learn about all aspects of the alpha dude. And it's easy to get bogged down with the alpha male side or conversely the dude side. The solution is to master them both starting with the dude because the dude is the most important because essentially 
many alpha males are douchebags with big egos. Being a dude allows someone to communicate their personality throughout the years. You probably have learnt not to convey too much personality. The rituals of growing up in school meant that you were rewarded for fitting in. Fitting in meant exactly that, to fit in, fit into a box, or to conform. This conformity means that the creativity and expression of self is greatly reduced. A lot of this happens way before puberty. In primary school, the social hierarchy is often maintained throughout high school, suggesting an influence in this department. Specifically, fitting in meant that you weren't encouraged to be yourself, whatever that is, to not achieve too high and often not to get too low, to talk to people outside your group, to show too much emotion in having that bored look. Even at parties, the ultimate thing that was fitting in was looking bored when I was at school. To conform to your group and find comfort within it. Sociologists have researched these areas and more to discover how cults are formed. Interestingly, the links between schooling and cult formation are numerous. Anyway, the main point is that you were put in a box and if you don't fit in, then you suffer a worse fate ever, isolation and rejection. While according to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, we need both of these to avoid going into an unhealthy adulthood. The question is, is acceptance in the box worth it after all? Regardless if it is or not, there is a cure. Enter the dude. The dude is loving and warm. Being comfortable with yourself makes it easier to be comfortable with others. And this is going to be your greatest ally in relationships of all kinds. You can be the strongest person in the world, but the best you could hope to achieve in terms of relationships without love is fear. It is never better to be feared in a mutually beneficial relationship aimed at growth. Don't trust Machiavelli. Despite all the hype of his writings, anyone going around inciting fear is actually inciting loneliness. The dude is relaxed, so be relaxed in everything you do. That is, don't be in a hurry. Don't attach great meaning to every outcome. Being stressed all the time is a sign of not being centered and calm. Learn to manage stress. The dude is loved by others. So ignore the advice of your parents and teachers at school who told you not to talk to strangers. Being social is a staple part of the dude's diet. Talk to everyone, enjoy people, find them interesting, become curious like you were all those years ago. The dude is happy. This doesn't mean he walks around with a permy smile. It means that he gets around doing what he loves, he finds his passion and follows it. There are two great barriers to being happy. One is letting other people get in your way, and the other one is getting in your own way. The dude knows that others don't control him, and he is free to control himself. So try not to be restricted or reprimanded by internal dialogue. The dude is funny. Having learnt to laugh at himself, it's easier to laugh at the world. It is rare to see someone who is not warm and loving be actually funny. Even those who are bitter 
either put on a masquerade and get the laughs with the audience at the character. The few who are funny and are not dudes generally get laughed at, not laughed with. The dude is cool. Being cool is a state of mind. Some people are delusional, thinking they are cool. However, their subsequent failure is not from their attitude, rather it is a lack from the other components of the alpha dude system. But most importantly, and this is the most important, you are the dude already. It's just under the layers of conditioning thrown on you that makes you feel like crap. Peeling back at the layers one at a time, you can take off the imposing judgments from others and let go of a lifetime of issues. Many authors stop at this step and say, congratulations, you have just reclaimed yourself, only to go out to the world and have them tread on you again in this exposed state. That's why it's so important to become the dude again, become yourself, and then, very importantly, then attach the strength, the power, and the resilience of the alpha male. So your assignment is to relax, go out there, have fun, take the seriousness out of each interaction, and make it playful. Mix it with aspects throughout the alpha dude system, and you'll be surprised at the results. Again, by being a dude alone, and trying out the qualities of the dude alone, you may notice something lacking. Perhaps you were cool, but didn't have much respect, or you didn't perform well when an alpha male came around. It all comes up in the alpha section. The alpha male is respect by definition. When there is a group, the alpha male is not always the one talking the most, but he is definitely the one that people are talking to. There is a presence in the alpha male. The combination of the alpha dude system make the alpha male intimidating to some and loved by others. You know, it's funny to watch as others will often put themselves down in front of an alpha male just to get his attention. This seems to carry great importance to beta males. The alpha male controls the situation. He knows that he is in charge, so he takes charge. This is a generalization, but you get it. Maybe he's not the CEO, but he is in charge of himself and is seldom at the bottom of the ladder, as mean as it sounds. The alpha male is always confident. That is confident in every aspect of himself. The alpha male is self-assured and believes that what he is doing is the right thing. He isn't too concerned with his outward appearance or looking for imperfections or flaws because that would distract him from his, his mission. The alpha male respects himself. Everyone knows that they should respect themselves. But why is it that self-depreciating humor is the most common kind that's used lately? Often it's in a context of seriousness. An alpha won't insult himself as it would be seen in a similar light as if it came from someone else. Generally, being insulting or insulted by others is not socially acceptable. The alpha male knows to respect himself. The alpha male appears fearless. Fear is the hallmark of beta males. At least the expression is anyway. Alpha males are not truly fearless, but to see one makes them look this way. 
Like Susan Jeffries says, feel the fear and do it anyway. An alpha male makes fear his slave, not his master. And the list continues. What you may have noticed is that these qualities are serious and hard to aspire to at its truest level. For someone who has lived in fear his whole life to become a fearless leader who never bends, it's a scary notion. The fact is that alpha males are usually born that way and few learn to become true alpha males. As basically the sacrifice to become this is great. For example, the ability to be funny and sociable may be sacrificed to show alpha attributes like control and confidence. But don't worry, if you're not born an alpha male, you can absolutely learn to increase your power base through learning about alpha males. These two personality types are powerful, and as mentioned at the start, together they are synergistic. They allow a man to fulfill his potential, to become respected and powerful, without respecting his ability to be sociable and happy. The unique flexibility creates a marriage of respect and joy, but better than that, it allows for greater things. The alpha dude is respected. The alpha traits allow the individual to gain respect from others, while being a dude means he is respected at a deeper level because he is being true to the humanistic approach within him. Without the two parts working together, respect is often compromised. The alpha dude is even happier, happier than the dude, because he's not getting robbed of his joy from those with a better power base. Being a dude is a happy experience, and being alpha brings results that bring joy too. Again, the synergism of the two continues. Each trait is amplified, synergized, and generally better when combining the alpha male and the dude. Understanding both, bringing them together, and then expressing them in your attitude, amplitude, altitude, and aptitude brings a higher quality of life. I have found them from coaching that it only takes days to weeks to notice the changes in becoming the alpha dude. Most people get a degree of mastery after studying it for about six months. I am yet to meet someone who is unaffected after a strong commitment in learning and applying the alpha dude system. By now, you should realize that there are a lot of factors that come into play in getting your attitude right. What I want you to be aware of is that when you have finished learning about the alpha dude system, is that there are many components of life. Being the best you can means you have the opportunity to fulfill all your potentials, live life without regret, and be happy. Sometimes it is important to remember, though, that you need to run a quick check on life. And that's what we'll be talking about on the next episode. Properties have boundaries. Letting people know where their private property ends and yours begins. If we protect our property, surely the owner is more valuable. Yet we often fail to have boundaries in place in terms of how other people treat us. Today we have Bradley Yates give his take on boundaries and how you can enforce your own. Personal boundaries are an important part of self-care. 
being able to say, this is what I need or this is what I need to avoid. And for a lot of people, it's very difficult to set those boundaries. Uh, we may be people pleasers. We may be codependent. And one of the biggest ways that uh, we don't set boundaries is we don't allow ourselves to say no. Uh, <laughs> a lot of uh, experts will say it's the most important word for your success, saying no. And that's true because so often we limit our success because we say yes to too many projects, too many things, and we don't have time for what we want to do. But in terms of our own self-care and setting boundaries, it's also very important there to be able to say no. So that when people are making requests and demands on us, on our time, and uh, other things like that, if we're not able to say no, we allow ourselves to be walked all over. We then allow ourselves to do things or be taken advantage of. And uh, that also tends to lead to a lot of resentment. We'll say yes, but we'll resent the heck out of the person who uh, we're saying yes to so often. So not only is it uh, not great self-care, but it's not necessarily great for the relationship either. Uh, whether that's with a coworker or a boss or uh, someone in your family or a friend. So we want to be able to set those boundaries, to be able to say, this is what I need for my own self-care. And we have to overcome a lot of programming about that. So we may have a lot of conditioning telling us that we have to say yes to people, we have to please people, we have to be nice to people. It's, we're being selfish if we say no. And uh, we may have these ideas of, oh, who am I to try to take care of myself? Who am I to say no to this person? So when we start to set boundaries or when we are in an opportunity where we could set a boundary, where we could say no to something, we experience stress. Because part of our mind is saying, oh, no, 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 that's not okay. And uh, it pushes us back into the programmed behavior, that need to say yes, that need to do what the other person wants us to do, that need to sacrifice ourselves uh, because we think we're supposed to. And I, I believe that no one's highest good comes at the expense of anyone else's highest good. So if it isn't for my highest good for me to say yes to this person, it's not really for their highest good either, even though it sure looks like it. So when we set personal boundaries, we're actually doing other people a favor. And we can also teach them how to set boundaries. So, But we have to understand that there is that stress response that comes up when we attempt to do so. So that's where EFT comes in. So emotional freedom techniques, also called tapping, is this simple process of tapping on certain points along the face and the torso that clear stress. So when we have that stress response, when we are about to set boundaries and it tries to get us back into our old programmed behavior, we can do this tapping and it calms down that stress response such that we can think more clearly and think about What's really for my highest good here? What do I really need here? And is it okay for me to say no? Is it okay 
for me to practice self-care here. And uh, as we allow ourselves to clear out the stress that comes from that old program, we start to recognize, wow, you know what? It actually is. It's actually better for me. So what I'd like you to do is close your eyes for a moment and think of some situation where you could set better boundaries. Maybe in a particular relationship you have. Maybe it's a work relationship or a personal relationship where someone often takes advantage of you. And they may not be meaning to uh, in a mean way, but uh, they have requests and you have a tendency to say yes. And so they've come to rely on that. We teach people how to treat us. So if you can think of a time or a situation like that where you set boundaries or where you haven't set boundaries and you want to set boundaries and imagine saying no or whatever the uh, more appropriate self-care response would be. And notice on a scale of 0 to 10 how much stress or resistance you might feel. Notice where you might feel it in your body. Your heart might start pounding. You might get a tightness in your throat or in your stomach. Just allow yourself to be aware of what that is. Uh, rate that response on a scale of 0 to 10. And uh, now taking full responsibility for your own well-being, what I'd like you to do is tap in with your uh, fingertips of your index and middle finger of your dominant hand. Tap on the side of your non-dominant hand. We call it karate chop point. And just gently tap in there and say, even though it doesn't feel okay to set a boundary here. I choose to love and accept myself. And just keep tapping while we're saying these. Even though it doesn't feel appropriate to set boundaries, I choose to love and honor myself. Even though I'm not allowed to set boundaries, I don't feel it's okay for me to say no. I'm afraid of the consequences. And even though it's not okay for me to say no, I choose to deeply and completely love, honor, and accept myself. And maybe even this other person With those fingertips tapping at the beginning of your eyebrow, right near the center of your face, and gently tapping, you know, five to ten times, maybe a little bit longer depending on the phrase that we say. This fear that it's not okay to say no. Tapping at the side of the eye. This inability to set boundaries. Under the eye. I'm afraid I'm not allowed to set boundaries. Right under your nose. I've been taught to say yes. Right under the mouth, just above your chin, tapping gently there and say, I've been taught to sacrifice myself. And with your fist, just tapping right where your collarbones just about come together. I'm supposed to put other people first. What about you? four inches below your armpit, just tap in there and say, I'm supposed to put other people first. And then with all of your fingertips, tap in around the crown of your head, 
say, all this need to put other people first. Eyebrow point. All this need to sacrifice myself. Side of the eye. It's not okay to say no. Under the eye. And who taught me this? Under the nose. Maybe I got in trouble in the past. Under the mouth. For saying no. Collarbone. And the message that I got. Under the arm. Was that I didn't deserve to set boundaries. Top of the head. I didn't deserve to practice self-care. Eyebrow point. And I love and appreciate that part of me. Side of the eye. That says yes, thinking that I need to. Under the eye. Thinking that I need to do that to protect myself. Under the nose. And now I'm allowing myself to know under the mouth, that I am worthy and deserving of respect. Collarbone. And I'm going to give it to myself. Under the arm. And I'm giving myself permission to set boundaries. Top of the head. As an act of self-love in body, mind, and spirit. Take a deep breath. And then go ahead and close your eyes and think again about that situation where you had trouble setting boundaries. Imagine yourself uh, practicing self-care and see again how much stress and resistance there might be. And hopefully that number has come way down. For some people, it'll be completely gone. For some, it may only have come down a little bit. And for some, there may still be a lot of resistance there, but you may have greater clarity about, oh, I remember this thing that happened. Uh, often with tapping, it's like peeling the layers of an onion, and we get down to the root of these issues, and we think, oh, here's what happened. Here's why I feel like I'm not allowed to set boundaries. And then you can do more specific tapping on that and allow yourself to clear that out until you recognize, yeah, you know what? I am worthy and deserving of self-care. I'm worthy and deserving of setting boundaries. And you might even be able to see how that benefits other people as well. So thanks for doing that. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. If so, rate it from the place you downloaded it. For any questions, send an email to michaelpulser at gmail.com. If you liked the podcast so far, you will love Michael Pulser's new book coming out soon, Alpha Dude Personal Upgrade. In this text, we look deeper at the Alpha Dude system with many not-seen-before tools and techniques which will upgrade you so you can fulfill your potential. Stay tuned for details.